The following podcast is a member of the Pokecasters Network. Pokecasters Network, supporting Pokemon content creators, their shows, and the community of Pokemon fans. To find out more, check out pokecastersnetwork.com or find us on Twitter and Facebook. Welcome to another episode of Pokemon Adventures in the Millennium. When we last left our heroes, they were just chilling. They did Rummery. some shopping. Rummery. They did some shopping. They got makeover. Uh, Gabriel bought an entire bread machine. <laughs> Did I get that bread? I clowned motherfucking. I, I made Ang uh, Raph, Raph Wake look like a fucking clown. Like a clown shoes ass motherfucker. <laughs> I also met another member of Logos Foundation, Rosie. She, she's a fancy lady. She has a parasol. And she seems to levitate. <laughs> There's a lot of things about Logos that levitates. Is she fancy? <laughs> yeah. When you get fancy enough, you just float. <laughs> so would that be Dr. Rosie? Or just Rosie? Professor Rosie. Professor Rosie. <laughs> Let me, let me do a quick... Re- Actually, I don't have to, because you guys, like, meet everyone again now that you're here. Yeah. Um, you also met with Nicole again, because she beat up some Team Astro goons in Pastoria, and it just decided to fly back home to Canalave so that she could go visit Logos Labs with you guys. So, yeah. yeah. And now she's got an Lola Marowak. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then you guys knocked some wingull-shaped drones out of the sky. <laughs> <laughs> they deserved it. They weren't doing anything. They were just just on principle. <laughs> there were a lot of plane sounds being made. <laughs> we have fun. I feel this is a safe, fun, fun time. So I bring out, I put on my swaddle and I bring out my baby. Yeah, and then I keep, I keep uh, high flyer and. Uh, claw. So I have three Pokemon that are currently out. Alright. And yeah, you guys have just entered Logos Labs. <laughs> and it looks so cool. There are like computers, but, like really fancy computers. They're like flat screens built into the wall. There's even like holograms going around. Ooh. And you see people walking around. And they have like projectors coming out of their hands as they use to talk to other people. There are Pokemon walking around that have like all sorts of gadgets and gizmos attached to them that they're like just kind of playing with and flexing around. Like there's um, a choke that has a mechanical second set of arms and he's using that to practice on a fighting bag. And like there's a person taking notes. There's there's you actually see another Golbat, and this Golbat has two wings attached to his legs and he's using that to practice aerial techniques. Neat. Cool. And you do see a group of civilians gathering. Um, what they, You don't recognize any of them, but one of them does look like kind of a fancy handsome dude. Oh. <laughs> Catches the eye of people who are into that. Yeah. <laughs> Bill kind of, you know, does the whole double take, looks at him. <laughs> I'm just like shaking my hand. Are you good? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Notice me, senpai. <laughs> we have no time for hot boys. It's time for science. <laughs> yes, science. When you get near him, he smells like freshly baked bread. <laughs> I can see Jake making pop. <laughs> what are you doing? God, I'm, I'm baking you... bread. You didn't know someone's carrying this thing with me? God, I can't take you to anywhere. <laughs> Don't eat your products. <laughs> I'm going sh- to show one off. <laughs> Put that back. <laughs> We have a card. I roll command on my allies. <laughs> <laughs> this is a joke roll. Yeah, that was a yeah, joke. It was a joke. <laughs> Come on, guys. It's 12. <laughs> guys, you're embarrassing me. Come on. I'm going to put my imaginary poffin maker. You didn't really think I was going to bring my poffin maker with me? It's a cart. The crumbs on your mouth say otherwise. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I gotta brush off my imaginary crumbs. <laughs> Sorry, it was a crummy joke. <laughs> Elsewhere, you can just feel Damien just like, oh my god. Clown knows where it's at, and it's his fault. <laughs> like, I've made a horrible mistake with these three. So you join the gathered group of civilians, and they're all standing in front of a big screen that just has, like, basically an ad for Logos playing, and it's, like, innovation, future, power, science, technology, elements, Logos Labs, building a better today, tomorrow, today. Words. (laughs) Today. Tomorrow. Science. Don't think about Pokemon. It. Science for Pokemon. I feel like I'm looking at one of those keynotes that my dad would go to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, my mom would go to those also. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, it goes a little static, and then it cuts to Melvin. What? 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 Is, this, is this thing on? And he taps the camera. Okay, okay, it's ready. It's ready, Miss Logos. You can come out now. And a lady rolls forward on a high-tech wheelchair, and she starts, like, with her hand, she starts typing something into the arm of the chair, and a feminine voice starts playing through the speaker. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Logos Labs. My name is Ava Logos, the founder of Logos Labs. Now, some of you might be here because you love what we do, and some of you might be here because you want to know more about what we do. For some of you, it's a little of both. The goal behind Logos Labs is to make people in Pokemon stronger, but there are so many ways to do that. The bonds between people in Pokemon, just the raw strength, type advantages, advancements in science, there are so many ways for us to create a stronger world together, and that's what we do here. We try and bring out the greatest potential in all people and all Pokemon, both as individuals and as a community working as one. I'm so glad that you're all here to see what we do at Logos Labs, and I can't wait for you to begin your journey through science. And then the screen goes back to the advertisement screensaver. (laughs) Man, the power of science is incredible. And so then five people that you guys have already met assemble in front of the gathered civilians. So, and it is Ashley and Cameron on either side, 
and then beside them each you see you see Rosie standing beside Ashley and you see Robbie standing beside Cameron and then you see Lauren standing in the center and Lauren is the one who speaks up all right well now that we've heard some words from our founder and boss we can't wait to show you guys around but first let me introduce ourselves my name is Lauren I am the head of R&D these are my associates Robbie and Rosie Robbie is in charge with Pokemon studies and Rosie is in charge of human studies and then our greatest interns Ashley and Cameron and everyone like waves and does a little greeting hello Hi. now before we begin first want to make sure that you have all cellular devices and bread makers turned off <laughs> click click <laughs> As we pass into the elevator, we will have an associate checking to make sure you all have tickets. If you have not yet purchased a ticket, you can get one from the counter this way. But you all have your tickets, so you're fine. Yes. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> so you walk over to it's the... For the viewers. Yeah. Buy your ticket. Did, did you buy your ticket? If not... <laughs> Stop listening to the podcast. Pause this recording. Pause this recording. Go to your local convenience <laughs> store. <laughs> If you donate to our Patreon, then you can get your own ticket to Logos Labs. <laughs> so you all get into the big, big elevator, and you go up to the second floor, and you come out into one floor, and it's lined with a whole bunch of, like, it's a hallway, and there's a whole bunch of, like, glass-windowed rooms beside it, and you guys walk down as Lauren explains... This is where we test person-to-Pokemon communication. It is a place where we're experimenting with the bonds between pu the bond between Pokemon and people, seeing how we can strengthen it, how we can manipulate it, how we can enable Pokemon and people to know exactly what the other is thinking. A connection so strong that it surpasses anything that anyone has been able to achieve with Pokemon before. Yes, young man. Uh, is that similar to that Astro Ninja uh, phenomenon? The battle bond phenomenon, yes, that is an aspect, but we are more focused on the communication. There are other places where once we feel we've created a strong enough connection that we experiment with the battle bond abilities and try and form new ones. However, that is not this floor's purpose. <laughs> so, sir, are, are, are you doing a Dragon Type Z pose? Uh... Yeah. We're not combining people in Pokemon. <laughs> so you, you walk down the hall and you see, uh, like, in each room there's one person and one Pokemon, and they're like, each one they're engaged in a different activity. So, like, there's uh, Makuhita and a person, and they're like, it looks like they're basically paying patty cake, but they have really intense looks on their faces. <laughs> There's another one. It does have a uh, chatot and another person. And, like, the chat is talking and the person is talking back. And they're, like, trying to, like, create some kind of rapport with each other. Like, you can hear on the intercom. It's like, chatot, 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 pizza. There's another one where, like, a Smeargle and another person are both, like, working collaboratively on a piece of art. And, like, 
this Smeargle keeps trying to correct the human's work, and the human's just like trying to figure out what the Smeargle is trying to paint, and they can't tell because it's extremely abstract. <gasps> oh, oh. Uh, idea, completely unrelated. Galarian Smeargle is a sculptor. Oh, oh, I think oh yeah. You, di- you guys do come up to one room where there's like no one in there, and actually the door entering that room is open, and so Lauren and the rest of them stop. Now this is a fun thing. In this room, we were experimenting with a technology that synchronizes the brainwaves of people and Pokemon, a way that actually creates a telepathic link between the two. Now, would any of you trainers like to volunteer to try it out? I will get a claw. I would be really interested to figure out what's going on with my buddy. I'd like to volunteer. Wonderful! Alright, step right in here. Alright. So the two of you go in, and you sit down on a chair, and Ashley, like, affixes this metal ringlet to your head, and... Oh, right, but before we do this, I should say, it's like, alright, well, I don't know how comfortable Rowdy will be, somebody else. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna test this out. You wanna hold uh, on to Rowdy for a little bit? Yeah! <laughs> no, no, okay. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, Ashley, come out of here. Rats! She'll, uh... Just hang out with Ashley. Well, maybe. Depending how long, she, he, he might be okay. She. 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 Oh, I got mixed up. All right. Playtime. Go back. Sit over there. <laughs> so, you got High Flyer monitoring these two children as Ashley is, like, tr- like playing patty cake <laughs> with okay, with Rowdy. And Kai's like, okay, 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 okay. Oh, here's, here's your Pokeball just in case. <laughs> and then, okay, I go. Ashley's less like trying to play patty cake while also like levitating a, like just a piece of fabric or something like <laughs> gently caress Rowdy <laughs> so that she stays calm. <laughs> so Gabe's sitting in a chair and then you gently place Claw on another seat that they like they raise up so you guys are, like looking at eye level. And Cameron <laughs> affixes a little metal ringlet around Claw's head. Head. Body. <laughs> Okay. Place, okay. place a crown on its crown. Yeah. <laughs> King. <laughs> and then they like pull up this device that looks like one of those like balls with the electricity coming out, and then you, when you touch it, then it goes to your finger and oh. it makes your hair stand up. <laughs> Tesla thing. Yeah, one of those things. Yeah. And then Ashley says, "Do not touch this. I know what it looks like, but it's not that. Don't touch it." Okay. Okay. and the two of them walk out and close the door and then Cameron pulls out a tablet like alright are the two of you ready yeah I think I'm ready and he presses a button and you feel some electricity tingle through your brain and then you black out And, and you guys watching you don't see anything change and then like on then you're back and you open your eyes and you're looking around and you feel like you're at a different height and you're looking at yourself. <laughs> oh my god, I'm crabby! But but you you guys just hear here. <laughs> and then you hear Gabe say one arm and like starts making pinching noises with it and starts flailing around. I must feel feel real weird 
it, since he now has another arm. Yeah. You actually notice he's not even like using it. This the <laughs> other arm. <laughs> I try to like motion him like with my one claw. I, I, initially, I try to use the other arm, and I realize oh, I can't use it. And then I, I, it's like I try to motion him to like calm down by like slowly my moving my arm down. And my leg. Or then like again motioning, po- pointing at me, and then pointing at him, trying to tell him like it's me. And like if if you <laughs> if you make noises, like you know what you're saying. Oh right. And yeah. th- and then you can kind of make out what Claw is saying because he's trying to make crabby noises. <laughs> you hear him so like, "What's going on? I don't I don't have enough le- too many arms. Not enough legs. Not enough legs. Tall for organ. I t- <laughs> I'm squishy. I'm so squishy. <laughs> yes." That's how I feel. <laughs> and this is how you feel. How do you not fall over with so few legs? <laughs> <laughs> it's... I'd probably confuse you all with all the details. As I'm sure if I asked any questions about you, you may not be able to explain. Be hard! <laughs> <laughs> but I'll let you... That this is how us humans stand... No problem. We we can stand perfectly fine with two legs. I hate this. I feel so naked. <laughs> <laughs> well, you get to be a lot more naked than you usually are, but I keep myself clothed. What you're wearing is clothes. Well, there's no carapace. <laughs> no, no. He, us humans have no carapace. Our carapace is on the inside. Ah! <laughs> uh, meanwhile, how are you guys reacting to this? Um... Uh, <laughs> this is humane, right? <laughs> Lauren is like looking at the like the charts, like, but though this this wasn't supposed to happen. We this wasn't it. supposed to happen. We tested oh, it. No. This has never happened before. You know, maybe it's a sign that you guys have such a strong bond with your Pokemon. Um, <laughs> a, a cool um, idea point, Dexter, but uh, you should probably learn how to stop. Lauren, Lauren, maybe, maybe we should reverse it. Yeah, they're kind of freaking out. That's a crab in a human's van. <laughs> <laughs> That's a crab in a human's van. Um, under her breath, you just hear Nicole going, "Crabby people." people. <laughs> <laughs> Things like crabby, uh, walk like, like human. human. <laughs> crabby people. Alor- Cameron takes the tablet away from Lauren and hits a button again. Uh, Gabe, you feel some tingles go through your entire body, and you black out, and then you're back, and you're in your own body. Take a couple seconds to realize I try moving my my now existent arm again. I see how, how, how Claw's doing. And Claw's like just jumping up and down and testing all of his joints. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> legs, after legs. he's okay, I, with, with the permission of the workers, I take my crown off, or my, the thing off, I take his off, and I, I embrace my, my Krabby. Cocky! 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 And he like <laughs> makes like calming pats on your head with his claw. And then, like, when you set him down, he takes a moment, and then he, like, starts pushing against your leg, and you realize he's trying to push you over. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, see? I'm nice and sturdy. Co- cookie! <laughs> cookie! Shrugs. <laughs> I'll show you some of the books, or some of the books I have on human people. Cookie! <laughs> so they let you out of the room. Burns like, I- I'm so sorry. That was not supposed to happen. Although, how was, how was the experience? I suddenly understand how Krabby feels. And I, like as I'm doing that, I'm like grasping my my arm. It, you know, it's... I know how strong my Krabby is. I felt like I could punch through a wall. <laughs> it was awkward carrying that thing around, and um, I don't know if I was using all of my new appendages. I, I'm, I guess I'm miraculous. I'm miraculously, I didn't fall over. <laughs> Fascinating. So even though it didn't go as planned, we still created an avenue of communication between people and Pokemon. Yeah, I guess, technically. That's what we like to call science. <laughs> Thank my... Oh, oh my god, Rowdy, here. Grab Rowdy right away. Isn't there a Pokemon with a move like this? Like, like, heart swap? Oh, well, we've heard theoretically about Manaphy, but no one's been able to conduct any kind of experiments or observations with its abilities, so there is potential in that. We, we now know that scientifically it could happen, so perhaps if we were able to get a hold of Manaphy, we could do even more science. And he strokes his goatee. As long as it's humane. Oh, yes, of course, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then Rosie steps in front of him. Would anyone else like to try out this device? <laughs> Everyone else takes a step back from the door. I take a step back. Yes. <laughs> Come on, children. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's nothing went wrong, right? Like you guys had full control of bringing me back, right? Oh yes, of course. It was just a simple issue of pressing the reverse button. Why are you staring? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just so flabbergasted at the breakthroughs that we made. In okay. fact, I might, I might have to excuse myself from the rest of the tour so I can do more research on this. We'll have to get. <laughs> I'm going to page Melvin. Yeah, you, you, tell, tell him uh, we said hi. Rosie, Robbie, Cameron, Ashley, you guys can take control of this tour. I'm going to go run some experiments. And he, he, he rushes off down the way you guys came. Uh, the other scientists, they kind of peer after and like, Well, I suppose when duty calls, you must follow. Anyways, if you follow us, we will take you on to the next section of the laboratory. That was weird. That was really weird. You go into another elevator at the end of the hall, and you guys go up. Um, you come to a stop, and doors open up, and you see a... Large, it looks like a gym arena. And there are several Pokemon, like, doing several various battles. And you see, like, a Charmander sparring with a gym char, and you see a squirrel against a Pachirisu. You see uh, Torterra, and it's going up against uh, Tentacruel. <laughs> Neat. And then through all this, like, you see all sorts of scientists taking notes. And then on a large pedestal in the center, you see that big black box that you guys first saw in Jubilife. It's the aqua blue 
trainer computer. Oh, I beat that thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. I remember hearing about the trainer that beat Aqua Blue. Though, you're not alone. There were many trainers who did that. Oh, yeah. I'm not, like, floating or anything. I'm just saying, yeah, I beat that thing. Aqua Blue is still in the early stages of experimentation. That is why, on this floor, all we do is perform all manner of Pokemon battles that we can think of. Therefore, we are able to create a database of every single iteration, every possibility of a Pokemon fight. And then Aqua Blue takes that data and uses it to craft strategies that are useful in every single situation that could arise, regardless of the Pokemon it has access to. Hmm. Neat. Very advanced. Uh, and then the cute guy that you saw before, he raises yeah. his hand. <laughs> oh, yes, sir. Um, yes. How do you train the Pokemon? And what kind of training do you give these Pokemon to develop their movesets and have Aqua Blue observe them? Like, because it's not a simple matter of having, for example, a Tentacruel and a Torterra fighting. There are many, several move sets that Torterra and Tentacruel can both have. They could be raised differently with different diets and different natures and all manner of things. How do you take all of that data and calculate it? That is a very good question. And the very simple answer is that we do every possible pure mutation. On other floors, we have various move tutors and TM generators that we use to change the movesets of the Pokemon that we study. That way, every single option is calculated. As for the other things, such as the nature and the simple way they are raised, those are more subjective things. We feel like we experiment with the most potent potential that a Pokemon could have, and we use that data to create the optimum training regimen. Theoretically, a Pokemon that is raised weekly will be just as easily defeated by a regimen created to deal with that same kind of Pokemon, but raised to its peak potential. <laughs> For whatever reason, Belle is just scarlet <laughs> and <laughs> looking very much a, like paying attention to the Pokemon battling. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm comparing notes. Yeah, I've been writing down what's been going on. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> that came across as not a ver- verbal bomb, and I don't know what's going on. Before I try to play it off that I know everything, I'm gonna roll to see if I can try to explain it to to Julian. Double check. Okay, this this would be Pokemon Educate. Oh yeah, I got two dice for this. Because I got six in that now. Because oh, it's Master. Fuck. <laughs> I know yeah, all the Master Bros. <laughs> They're all low rolls. Ow. Except for two of them. Eleven. And I think it's still going to be high regardless. Hmm. Let's see. Seventeen. So basically it means that if you figure out how to, for example, beat the strongest possible version of a Torterra, then you'll know how to beat any version of it, because that that's how it works. <laughs> it just so, works. So basically, they're, tr- they're basically showing you, if you can beat the strongest potential Torterra, I point out the one that's fighting Tentacruel, then you'd be able to fight any Torterra and know how to defeat it. Hmm. I guess I also... Does that factor in, like, how trainers use Pokemon as well? That is a very interesting question. Theoret- that's, the, that's the wild card variable. 
Yes, but it comes from a similar place. Theoretically, all trainers are going to use Pokemon at their strongest potential. We have never encountered a trainer that chooses to use a weaker move. As such, if you're fighting a Torterra of the strongest potential, then you're also fighting a trainer who has trained that Torterra to be its strongest potential. A strong trainer with a weak Pokemon, or a weak Pokemon with a... or a weak trainer with a strong Pokemon, they basically even out. A strong trainer and a strong Pokemon together is the ideal to beat, and once you figure out how to defeat that, you can defeat any permutation below their potential. I, th I think you're missing on the depth of this, though. It can get a lot more complicated. You can also imply environment advantages. You can also implement situational things. Like, for example, like, say that for Torterra fight, uh, Torterra and uh, Tentacruel fight. What if it was it was placed in a, in water? The Tentacruel would have a higher advantage. Now that is a very good question, and that is an outside factor that we do test for. If you follow me, we'll go on to another level. One moment, please. <laughs> and now we're moving. Oh, okay. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you guys go into back into the elevator, and all like the elevator had a whole bunch of buttons to press, and she presses one that instead of a number, it's just a blue water drop symbol. And you guys go up. <laughs> This is the Deep Sea Lab, where water Pokemon can be researched in their own environment. And you see this large, like, if you didn't know you were in a building, you'd think you were in some kind of underground cave. Because it has very low blue lights, and it's just a whole lake full of water Pokemon that you can see splashing around and sparring or just living and chilling. Cool. Whoa. Some sort of pocket dimension? <laughs> no, it is just a testament to the engineering that we've been able to accomplish here at Logos Labs. It is, we have floors dedicated to nearly every, we have floors dedicated to nearly every type, and this is one of the few that takes up multiple levels in the tower, just to ensure that they have enough room to play and train and frolic. Or it took us like five minutes to go up that elevator. <laughs> the elevator is also a testament to... <laughs> To our engineering prowess. Cool. Hmm. Now, if you follow me, we're going to go on a quick tour of all the other type floors that we have here. So you go back into the elevator, and what follows is pretty much kind of a whirlwind tour of all of these. So we have the fire lab, and when it opens up, you see that it has like a... You can just warn there's like an active volcano in there because there's synthetic magma just flowing through. The center of it. Oh, wow. And there's a whole bunch of fire Pokemon playing and training and living. When you guys go to are, the... Are there, there actually like humans in there along with the habitat? The, there are some Logos Lab people, but they're in like those like full body yeah, fire right. suits. Oh, yeah. I wanted to see if they're following OSHA uh, protocol. OSHA. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. The safety of our experimenters and Pokemon is of the utmost importance. And you also, you do actually see some Pokemon in those suits too that are assisting with the research. <laughs> uh, when you guys go to the grass lab, it's just an immaculate garden, but there's like a jungle-like area in the center. Ooh. Um, actually, what kind of types would you like to see the labs for? I'm kind of curious on how they handle ghosts. I saw the water one, so. Actually. Actually, maybe the bug types too. The ghost lab is a very specialized lab that we have had to seal off for containment 
As such, only trained professionals are allowed in. Oh, okay. SCP Foundation. <laughs> <laughs> the GSTCP. <laughs> you would have to get explicit permission from Dr. Gears. Gears? Gears. That's an SCP reference. Oh, oh. oh my bad. Dark lab sounds kind of cool. So when you get to the dark lab, it's like pitch black. And there's only like little strips of LEDs like you'd see in a movie theater lighting the bottom. And you, you guys really can't see anything, but you can hear stuff. You just hear little like snickering and cackling in the background. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, Bell, while you're standing, and you you just happen to be standing by the hot guy. It's not like you planned oh. this or anything. <laughs> uh, hi, hi. Um, you're you're standing next to him, and you hear like a scuffle happening, like at the two of yours feet, and mm-hmm. you don't see anything, and he doesn't seem to notice anything. And then all of a sudden, you like you hear something brush against him and shove him, and he falls directly into you. <laughs> How do you react? Well, first the... Ah! That's... Ah! Oh my god! Ah! Oh my, my goodness! I think one of the Pokemon in here tied my shoelaces together. <laughs> yeah, they'll do that. I am, I am so sorry about that, madam. That's okay. Hi, I'm Belle. Oh, nice to meet you. I'm Mikhail. <laughs> God, he smells so good. <laughs> no. Is she gonna roll charm? <laughs> no, no, I'm not that stupid. I roll charm. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Steel, you man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, because I would leap over this table to strangle you. Uh, Julia, as soon as you consider that, you get a text message from one of your friends back home, and it's just one of the pictures from that Jamie Lee Corfish meme. <laughs> She's my only pure dark. Actually, no, two. I, I, I pop out Kate's up and Pearl because this is the kind of environment. Uh, as soon as Pearl comes out, she like <laughs> and she is gone. Kate Sith like pauses, looks at you, looks into the darkness, half soul, and she like trots off. Sorry. Um, Robbie is like standing there with his oversized lollipop. Mm, that may have been a bad choice to release such a uh, rampant Pokemon like that into this area. I kind of wanted to see what would happen. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate your uh, scientific curiosity. <laughs> Sorry, Rob. These kind of things, they... Sometimes you just have to let nature take its course. Yeah. And then as he says that, 
Uh, Kate Sith comes back holding uh, Pearl in her mouth by the scruff. And then <laughs> Pearl clearly has something in her mouth. What do you have? <laughs> Blah! <laughs> and out drops a um, a lowland rattata. <laughs> it's not even a rock! <laughs> Sorry, buddy. We just have to... Pokedex. Pokedex. It doesn't look like an average That's a mustache. Dilly dee, dilly dee. Rattata, the mouse Pokemon. With its incisors, it gnaws through doors to infiltrate people's homes. Then, with a twitch of its whiskers, it steals whatever food it finds. Rattata. And then it holds up this, like, big jewel. Oh. oh. And then stuffs it inside his cheek pouch. And then Pearl stuffs it inside her cheek pouch. Oh, no! Oh. <laughs> Kate Sith like, starts trying to highlight Pearl. <laughs> I just have the rattata in my hands. <laughs> like, huh. What is that jewel, buddy? Oh, sometimes we just put them in here to see how they're good at they are at stealing. Oh. Um, and then Rosie, like, plucks the jewel out of Rattata. Ready? Ready? Fetch! <laughs> and Rattata, like, worms his way off, jumps into the darkness, and they just hear this whole, like, scuffle and traffic crash. <laughs> well, while they're distracted, everyone back in the elevator, and make sure you still have all your wallets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> um... What kind of type would you like to see? Uh, I, did, I, I didn't take enough time to go check out the water one, but I think I got what I needed to see there. Uh, I guess the next one I would be interested in seeing is the bug type. Alright, so you guys go to the bug lab. And it opens it up, and it looks a lot similar to the forest zone, except it's all forest, and there's a whole Jumbo. bunch of spider webs in there. Ooh. And... Like, you can see stuff, like, moving in the distance and hear stuff, but there's a lot of stuff you can't quite see. Like, occasionally you see something flit or, like, some spiderweb gets spewed and something, like, swing across, but it's all over, it's a little eerie. Oh, neat. Neat. I like this. <laughs> and Mikhail is standing behind Belle. Oh, God! <laughs> I, I don't mean to impose, but I have a, a, just a small phobia of bug-type Pokemon... I mean that's fair, but okay. <laughs> I'm just I'm just gonna stay behind you. Maybe I'll back back into the elevator. <laughs> I still have to tie my shoes. <laughs> Why do people think that I'm like? You Is have... it the face? Yes. Yeah, I, I let Buggy out. It's like, oh come on, what could be so bad about these guys? <laughs> <laughs> Charge crawls onto my face. Yeah, <laughs> so bad. <laughs> Mikhail passes out. <laughs> Oh. oh no! I didn't mean oh, to do that. No. <laughs> sorry, Buggy, he was so excited to see you. He passed out. Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Cameron and Ashley. Actually, no, Robbie sees like, oh dear. Uh, well, looks like we're gonna have to do a quick stop at the nurse's office then. <laughs> um, I will page Melvin, assuming he hasn't been uh, turned into a zigzagoon. <laughs> um, Miss, would you like to accompany your friend to the nurse's office? 
Yeah, you're sure. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> so the elevator opens and you guys go in, and uh, Melvin is standing there. Oh no. Oh hey Melvin, what's up, man? Hey. Oh hey guys. Hi. And you still have that dunce mark that evolves into a charmeleon? <laughs> oh, don't be so mean. It's a trampa, guys. <laughs> what? It's a, a trampa is a dragon. It evolves into trampa, guys. Yeah, that's no. That use that damn Pokedex. Okay, bye. I'm taking Bell and this guy to the nurse's office. Have fun on the tour. And he closes the door, and then like he he turns. Hi, Belle. Hi. And then, like, he hunches down, and he, like, ruffles through his, like, coat, and he finds a potion. I picked this up. Where did you pick this up? I found it on the ground, and I don't usually grab stuff off the ground, but now I just kind of have a hankering for it. Oh, oh. no! Oh, my fucking <laughs> 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 Tanner, why do you do this to this poor boy? Because I can. <laughs> um. <laughs> okay. What if you were like, I want to be a Pokemon master, but God said use Zigzagoon. <laughs> I love his, I, I love his, now the fact that Zigzagoon is just as dense as he is. <laughs> <laughs> He's looking really hard at the panel. Okay, which one was the nurse's office? I can't remember. Um, should I'll roll perception and yeah. On this elevator, it's like the elevator in Elf. It's like a Christmas tree. Uh, let's see, seven plus five is twelve. So you see like a whole bunch of buttons and like some of them just have numbers on them. Yeah. There's the, all the type floors. You do see the one that's like aqua blue training. You see one that says cafeteria and assistance. You see yeah. one that says secret projects lab. Oh. oh. Okay, I'll take note of that one. Which floor is that one? No, the button just says secret projects lab. Okay. I'll remember that for next time. You know what? I'm just going to... Punch it. <laughs> oh, wait, that's... Bill, that's not the nurse's office. Shut up, you. <laughs> no, we're not supposed to go to the secret project lab. I don't even have clearance for this. I am going to use that new intimidate that I got. <laughs> Seven. You just look at him with your stank face. <laughs> okay, I'll just stand in the corner. Good. <laughs> and they claps a hand over his mouth. <laughs> and as you arrive on another floor, the doors pop open. Mikhail is still passed out. Hey, hey. Oh, 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 what, what's going on? Miss Bell, what's going on? We're, We're going are, on an adventure. Oh, okay. <laughs> why? Because, um... Why not? Oh, okay. I just said... Uh, I don't want to get kicked out. I was actually kind of looking forward to learning some stuff from here. Well, we can learn some stuff from here. (laughs) 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 
Anyway, smash cut back to this. To you two. I want to see the ice lab. All right, so you guys head to the ice lab, and it pops open, and it's another one of those really large labs because if you look... So you guys come out, you're on like a balcony platform. If you look down, you see a bunch of Avalugs just stomping around in that area. And then the rest of it is like these large mountain slopes and like crags. And they're all manner of ice types. Like they're climbing up them or they're sliding down them. There is like a a ski thing that can carry them up if they don't want to. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, this place is cool. Yes, yes, it's quite cool. Now, for legal reasons, we do have to tell you that humans should not be skiing in this area. It is too dangerous, and only Pokemon should attempt it. Can we, like, walk around the base of the... Just don't go up the hill? Oh, certainly. And she presses a button on the side of the balcony, and there's, like, a... And you guys start going down. But you're still, like, on the balcony as it takes you to the lower levels. You see other ice types just flitting about. I want to roll a perception. What are you looking for? I'm looking for... Hmm. I'm looking for something specific. <laughs> like a like a Sneasel or a uh, uh, Snow Melt. Okay. Oh, that's, all, that's pretty good. Uh, this is a 7. And that's, that's a 12. Alright, so you see like there's a small cave... That you guys pass by, and inside there's a whole bunch of snow runs just standing there and like vibrating back and forth. <laughs> and then you also see a few sneezels that are like spelunking down the side of the mountains. Huh, okay. Hey, what's the protocol on like. Uh, I assume these Pokemon are like only here for the lab, like you can't catch them. Catch free zone. That is correct. This is a catch free zone. We actually have an anti catching field generated by this lab. Ah, okay, cool. The main issue being that there are some people who have tried to steal Pokemon from us because it's an easy catch, they would say. And so we need to make sure that these Pokemon are only utilized by people that have their best interests in heart, such as our scientists and technicians. Okay. I just wanted to kind of like learn a little bit about these two types specifically well you're certainly welcome to use your pokedex on them pokedex <laughs> diddly dee diddly dee snow runt the snow hat pokemon it is said that several snow runt gather under giant leaves and live together in harmony in the snow country certain folklore says a house will prosper if a snow runt lives there diddly dee diddly dee sneasel the shark claw pokemon they will cooperate to steal eggs from the nests of bird Pokemon, but fights break out to determine which one gets to eat all the eggs. Its paws conceal sharp claws. If attacked, it suddenly extends them and startles the enemy. Cool. Thank you. Is Pearl still out? Uh, you know what, for funsies? Yes. <laughs> so you look at where she should be and realize she's missing? No, no. I, like, look down and there's, like, the, the outline. It's like, dude. <laughs> What? Where'd she go? Look up. (laughs) And she's like hanging off an outcropping of rock and like by her mouth and was like scratching at it trying to get it down. (laughs) Uh, I try and 
grab her. Oh no, she's way up high. Oh. oh. Uh. Go back. You mind? You know, helping out here. <laughs> Be gentle. Uh, oh, she's rock hard. <sighs> flies up, uh, envelops the bottom half of Pearl's body in her mouth. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, closes and then just goes dead weight. <laughs> Pearl, like you hear this like scratching noise, and then Pearl pops off. <laughs> they go into free fall a bit before Golbat like spreads her wings. <laughs> Did you get anything out of that? Say hi. And she starts running to the wall to start climbing up again. No. Grab. <laughs> All right, child, in the ball you go. <laughs> uh, all right, so we cut back to Belle and Mikhail. <laughs> okay, so roll perception? No, you don't really have to roll perception. You go through this, and you see a whole bunch of, like, enclosure pods. Like, they're sizable enough that at no point do you think, oh, they're keeping these Pokemon in areas that are way too small. Okay. And so you go past them and you see, like, some, and there's a placard on one, and it's like, type-shifting, uh, Magnemite Ice Electric. And if you oh. peer in, you do, you see some Magnemites that, instead of the magnets, they have, like, these red and white curved striped bits, and oh. they're entire encased in ice, and then there's, like, a little bit of a pine tree popping up where the, <laughs> where the screw would be. <laughs> Um, another one you see, it says type shift seeking, and there's a seeking that swims through there, and it looks pretty normal, except the modeling on them looks pretty, like, it looks a lot more excited, if that makes sense. I'm still gonna bring out my Pokedex, just to... On the seeking? Yeah. Delete, delete. Seeking, the goldfish Pokemon. When the weather grows cold, its whole body flushes deep bread. The site serves as a poetic reminder that autumn has arrived. Doot, doot. New type detected. Oh. And then, like, the Sea King sees you, and then, like, its cheeks inflate, and it does, like, a little quiver, and then it just spits a fireball through the water. Oh! And then, like, it dissipates when it hits the glass. Whoa. Fascinating. They're creating Pokemon that have alternate types. I wonder why. Well, they were talking about solving for every possible permutation of a Pokemon battle. Yeah. I imagine this is just to cover their bases. I wonder what other kind of experiments they have here. Yeah. So if you go down like to another area, there's uh, Luxray standing there. Ooh. You know, it's like, like the placard. It says Luxray yeah. and it says Type Shift Mummy. Again, I bring out that Pokedex. Luxray, the Gleam Eyes Pokemon. When its eyes gleam gold, it can spot hiding prey, even those that take shelter behind a wall. Luxray's ability to see through objects comes in handy when scouting for danger. Neat. And so this Luxray, it like has these bandages wrapped around it in random spots. Not like it's for an injury, but more like for decoration. Yeah. And, like, as it prowls around, like, you hear a mechanical whirring, and, like, a dummy dressed as a Pokemon trainer pops up, 
and the Luxray like spots it and it crouches down and like Quixie runs and like swats out with its paw and all of a sudden a whole bunch of bandages like pop out and wrap around the dummy and the dummy falls over. That's different. It looks to be a permutation of the mummy ability. I've only heard of it being used for Cophagrigus. Apparently what happens is when the mummy Pokemon makes contact with another Pokemon, that Pokemon's ability also becomes mummy instead of anything else they had. Huh. Wonder wonder if they're doing like crossbreeding or something or there's certainly potential for that. Yeah. Uh Mikhail then wanders off and looks at another enclosure. Oh my! Belle, Belle, come look at this! Okay. And you go in and it's a one of the even larger than the other ones enclosure. And like you hear some screeching inside, but you don't really see something until this enormous bat-like shape emerges from the dark. Whoa. And then you look closer and realize it's not like a giant Zubat or something. It's a whole bunch of Zubats that have just like coalesced into the form of a larger Pokemon. Whoa. And the placard, it says, Zubats, type-shifted, schooling. Oh. It's like wishy-washy. Yeah. I... Wow, that's like wishy-washy's ability. Oh, yes. Fascinating. Uh, This is something that would make weak Pokemon even stronger, I imagine. Yeah. Strike the numbers and all that. Man, I've got to wonder, like, what would happen if, like, a lot more. (laughs) Like, uh, that really bad Dracula movie? (laughs) Oh, yes. I I remember that one. (laughs) I'm just wondering if they can put the schooling ability to a Zubat, perhaps they can even give it to stronger Pokemon. Oh, yeah. Imagine Typhlosions with schooling. Oof. Imagine any dragons with schooling. Oh, my. Uh, I'm going to take pictures of this. Mr. Mime, I'm going to take you to mime school. Oh, no. (laughs) That's not any normal Pokemon. That's a whole fucking circus. (laughs) Um, so you guys walk around, you do see some other, like, type and ability shifted Pokemon. Yeah. You also see one enclosure where the glass is broken, and there's, like, caution tape all around it. I'm taking pictures of this. And if you look at the placard, what you see, all it says is Experiment 61. Experiment 61. Wait, I won't just space out until now. Didn't they tell us before this trip to turn off electronics? Yeah. And bread machines. Well, sell your devices. Oh, sell... So, well, like, put your Pokedex in airplane mode. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. You're first Understood. Loving, man. Yeah, like, I think... We can still collect data. Yeah. Yeah, like collect data and... Experiment 61. I wonder what they mean by that. I mean, I... I don't mean to be blunt, but... It's probably the 61st experiment they did. Mm. <laughs> <sighs> Well, also, that was Lindsay saying that to me, because, yeah. (laughs) I'm also trying to cover my tracks from being dumb. Um, What would be a good role for that? Perception or occult? I don't think occult would do anything for you. I guess perception, see if... I guess... Try and look into the enclosure and see 
see if there's anything I could, I could glean from what might have happened. Okay. Seven. So you peer in, but all you can make out is like a normal kind of pastoral area, like a normal little plain with a few bushes and some cushions and some comic books. <laughs> comic books? That's weird. Well, I... Some Pokemon probably like po- books and literature. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know, because, like, I I just met this guy today. He doesn't need to know about the Team Rocket background, and Bell's, like, there's... Bell has always been, like, there's just something a bit off about logos. And I can't let it go, and this is just ringing off the whole Mewtwo bullshit thing again. Some red and bells the- are going off. <laughs> and as you're having this internal monologue like he's been talking the whole time and once I ha- knew a chimcha and the chimcha liked to read War and Peace just cover to cover every night he was a very intelligent chimcha wait what? <laughs> oh I'm, so, I'm I'm probably boring you with all of my discussions no, on the a, a chimcha who read War and Peace in like one go? Oh, yeah, speed reader. Oh, okay. So, I, I was never able to... I was never able to quiz him, so now that I think about it, I don't necessarily know whether he was actually reading anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, maybe if you had that, like... If they developed that sort of Pokemon-human communication stuff, maybe he'd be able to figure it out. Uh, then you, you guys hear a scuttling noise. Um... I look around. Roll your perception again. Yeah. Hey, maybe I won't get a bad roll this time. That's a one. I might retire that one. So that's a eight. Uh, So you guys look around, but it stops. You don't really see anything. I just have my... Oh yeah, I got my three Pokemon out and I'm just like, hmm. And then immediately behind you, immediately behind you, you hear, You guys aren't supposed to be here! Hi, Melvin. Hi, you guys, you aren't supposed to be here! Also, I got some X-Attacks on the ground. (laughs) How do you find the... I don't know, it just seems like a natural ability now. freak me out like that okay but you guys are freaking me out too and we should really go and i won't tell anyone that you're here because i'll probably get in trouble yeah you guys don't tell anyone that you saw stuff here all right and i look at my watch anyway and i'm like yeah we should probably get back to them and you're supposed to go to the nurse's office the the nurse's office oh i know this guy doesn't have a concussion yeah how are you feeling (laughs) i mean i'm fine as long as there aren't any bug types around Okay. Um, um, and you look behind him, and like in the enclosure he's standing directly in front of, there's just a giant 
Wormpool. <laughs> like big enough to ride on. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my And it does a little wave. <laughs> so Belle, who is somehow very stone faced during all of that, I guess how would I turn him in a way to get him away from that, but not look at it? Uh, you, you just like go behind him and like g- grab him around, the, do a Christian side hug, and just pull him forward <laughs> towards the elevator. Okay, let's go. <laughs> and, and hey, look, my mimic has a gun. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, that's fascinating. Yeah. A little unnerving. I know. Well, I found her in an abandoned hotel mansion. Oh, that's that's a lot to take in. We don't have time to unpack all of that no, right now, I don't no, think. No, 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 We don't. Meanwhile, you see Melvin, like, he can't help but run in a zigzag pattern in front of you guys. What the f- <laughs> <laughs> I, Okay, I look behind and I'm like, Melvin, did they combine you with a fucking zigzag dude? Oh, no, it was, just, it was just a brief... A brief mind switch, like he said, happened to Gabriel and the Krabby. How long was uh, brief there? Oh, like 30 minutes, I think. I don't know. I don't think Zigzag oh. can tell time. <laughs> but I'm fine, Goon. <laughs> this is turning into the... Into the Venonat. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, let's cut back to Gabe. Gabe, do you feel any urge to walk sideways? (laughs) I didn't think about that. Like, I probably was and unconsciously not even thinking I was. It's like, briefly, whenever we leave the elevator, I I just, I'm scooting sideways. And it just looks like normally nobody really notices because I'm just trying to get ahead of people and get scooted around people. And then they see Claw and Claw's like walking forward. What's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. Are you doing that? <laughs> well, I'm not doing anything. Why is your other arm like limp? It's, it's not dead. Definitely not dead. It's here. You feel it, right? Yes. Feel this. Ow! Okay, good. Now there's one last stop we're going to make before we can go for your complimentary dinner and stop at the gift shop. Yeah! Woo! And so you go into the elevator, you come up to another level. This is where we experiment with Pokemon prosthetics. Ooh. So you guys come out and you see all manner of Pokemon. And some of them are missing limbs, some of them are not. Like some of it, it's like the Machoke, where it had the, like, the extra mechanical arms on it, or the Golbat with the extra wings. Uh, but then there are, like, there are like four-legged Pokemon that have mechanical legs attached and there's there's a Dragonair with the end part of its tail is like has been replaced with mechanical prosthetic as well. In order to ensure that all Pokemon can reach their top potential, including those who have been involved in some accidents, we have created highly advanced mechanical prosthetics to return them to their proper performance. That's wonderful. That's pretty cool. I, I, I see how uh, Claw's reacting to what he sees. Uh, he's just kind of standing stock still, and you you get the feeling that he doesn't really like what he sees. Okay. 
Man, that would be amazing. I mean, if, if, if you ever wanted to claw back, but if you, if you don't understand. Yeah, claw, like, turns his back on the whole situation and, like, flexes his claw and then he go, he pinches your leg. Ow! Yeah, no, you're right. Who needs two claws when you've got that beast of a thing? <laughs> and, like, Nicole's looking at like, yeah, this is, it's pretty great to help the Pokemon, but the, the, your wording could use some work. It's, it's not a matter of returning to any kind of peak performance. I know plenty of Pokemon that have lost limbs and whatnot, and they're perfectly fine without them. You know, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry, guy. Alright, so I'm sorry, Claw. And meanwhile, Robbie is like, well, you guys are entitled to your opinion, but we found that scientifically, it's just better for Pokemon to be complete like this. Complete? Well, yes. If they've lost something, we give it back to them. We complete them. Hmm. I'm not sure if I like the word beyond that either. I mean, you're entitled to your own opinion, but I I feel if Krabby thinks he's complete, he is complete. Cookie! Yeah, that's right. How long does Bell show up now? <laughs> Bell probably went to the level with the nurse's office. Yeah, for appearance's sake. And that's also where the gift shop and cafeteria is. God, this city's just rolling in gift shops slash cafeterias. Yeah! <laughs> Alright, so you go and you guys head up to that. Yeah, the cafeteria and assistance level. And you reunite with Bell and Mikhail. And Melvin... Hi. Why do you have all those X attacks? I found them. <laughs> I, I grab one. Is it full? Like yeah. Well, I'm asking you, DM. Yes, there are. Oh, jeez, man. Pocket that. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. And Bill goes over to to Jillian and is like, I think he kind of got perma switched with a zigzagoon. What? Like, he moves in zigzags, and he keeps finding stuff. And then, like, you you look and you see him, and he's, like, rifling through the garbage can. <laughs> and then you see a zigzagoon walk up on his hind legs, and it's it's wearing, like, a towel, like a lab coat. <laughs> and he walks up on his hind legs in a straight line, and, like, pats Melvin on the leg, and Melvin looks up, and zigzagoon just shakes his head. Hey, did, well, uh, did Melvin lose something in the garbage? I think he lost it himself. <laughs> oh, okay. Remember that movie, uh, The Venonat? Oh. Oh. <laughs> that makes hey, sense. Uh, hey, Robbie, what's up with uh, Melvin? And also that zigzagoon that's wearing a lab coat. Hmm. It looks like... Lauren may have left him in the machine a little too long. <laughs> I'll go guide them back and see if we can't get that reversed a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that violates some laws. That <laughs> <laughs> doesn't count as a violation if it's for science. That's not how that works, but okay. Yeah, Kanto PD kind of has opinions on that. Yeah. 
I'm going to go gather them. I'm going to go gather them up. Uh, Rosie, maybe you should call Bill. Oh, that's a wonderful idea. And so Rosie goes off in one direction. Robbie goes to herd these raccoons. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Uh, I get science is fascinating and all that. That's that's a little far. mm -hmm. See, that's why my family stuck with dead things. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm sure they went through the right channels to, to start human trials, but what can I say? I don't know. Did you ever hear about the story of Bill? Bill? No, I don't think I've heard about Bill. I know someone's PC. Same Bill. Yeah, oh, he's. Yeah, I've heard people say something about Bill's PC. Yeah, he once got stuck as a Clefairy and he was never the same again. Ooh, that's so he good. Was so cheerful, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of weird. <laughs> See him hopping around, skipping around. Yeah, especially on full moons. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he was near Matt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's in the gift shop? Uh, in the gift shop, there. Okay, so it's a gift shop, but it's like a vending machine. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, you know, in those airports where it's like you select which you forgot your headphones, you can buy them from this vending oh, machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah the you Best Buy. Yeah. Uh... Where you yeah, buy yeah. like a iPhone from a vending machine. Yeah. yeah. So there's stuff like link cables and wireless communication devices, um, satellite upgrades for your Pokedexes. There is a sign that says free upgrade with proof of Porygon. Bring out Bebop. And a claw pops out from the ceiling and then it looks at you guys. It has like this robotic eye in it. Like... <laughs> Porygon confirmed. <laughs> and it like goes and searches and it grabs an upgrade out of a slot. Here is your complimentary update, sir, madam, or other. Oh, thank you. You are welcome. Have a wonderful day. You too, Mr. Robot. Beep boop. Porygon. <laughs> cool. One upgrade? Uh, Bebop's head like you see a seam up here and it just folds open and there's like a disc drive inside pop out the disc the upgrade disc and pop rounder like all like the shapes are like starts clipping into stuff and like clips into the wall. The dialogues and ends with the windows up. Yeah, you, you, you know that you hear the leopardberry startup sound. Boom. <laughs> Porygon too. <laughs> To a Pokemon? Yeah. And now it's round. <laughs> Isn't that right, Porygon? Two. Porygon two. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's it, done. Yeah, that's uh, something. I guess I just pulled Cameron aside, like, hey, check it out. Oh, how wonderful. You've managed to evolve your Porygon. Cool. Uh Pokedex. 
Doodly dee, doodly dee. Porygon 2, the virtual Pokemon. Porygon 2 was created by humans using the power of science. <laughs> the man-made Pokemon has been endowed with artificial intelligence that enables it to learn new gestures and emotions on its own. <laughs> Good job, Bebop. Porygon 2. <laughs> and then, like, its eyes, the pupils briefly turn into the laughing while crying emoji. <laughs> and then they go back. So, what else is there? Here. Uh, there's stuff at the gift shop, and there's the cafeteria. And it's like, a, just walk up, they have a menu, you can order the, your hot dogs, tacos, pizzas, <laughs> soda pops. Yeah, pig dog. Yeah. Eat jelly filled donuts. <laughs> ah. <laughs> uh, once you get in that gift shop, it's not, well, besides, like, what I just got. It's like tech stuff. Tech stuff. Like science stuff. You know, I could use that satellite uh, extender for the, the Pokedex so I can make calls. Long distance. <laughs> Excellent choice, sir, or madam, or other. How would you like to pay? Uh, how much is it? That will be 2,000 poke. Yeah, I can fork over. Here's 2k. Put it up in the, uh, assuming there's like a little, like, slot. Just dump money yeah. in there. Thank you. <laughs> Here is your satellite uplink. Can I help you with anything else today? Beep boop. Uh, no, that's that. They that's do have dubious they... discs. Oh, they do. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Like proof of Porygon two. <laughs> no, that dubious disc cost is sixty thousand pokey. Oof. Oof. That's a lot. For legal reasons, we are required to tell you to only use them on Porygon two. <laughs> I assume people have tried Porygon 1. Porygon Base. With a dubious disc. Overload? Yeah, yeah, it would overload. Do not put the dubious disc in your game system. It will explode. I heard about that from a guy. (laughs) Uh, I cannot afford that. Very well. We look forward to your next visit. Goodbye. Roll Guile to make it give it to me. Or take it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> what is anyone looking at me? No. <laughs> anyone looking at me? All right. I'm I'm just trying this for giggles. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not good. That's what do you try to do? Oh, hit a couple buttons to see if you find the code to get into the. <laughs> The secret code, like I try, I try the Konami code. They were fuck. Thank you for your purchase today, sir or madam. Here is your prize, and then it like the goes back and it comes forward and and it gives you a copy of Trokier <laughs> for the NES. Shit, nice. Okay, I'll pocket that. In the pack it goes. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna... I'm, I'm good. I've done my part. 
and if Nos want to do anything, there's there's other civilians milling about and getting dinner. There's you see Nicole and she's feeding Marowak and now she has a star raptor. Oh. Um Mikhail has a Diglett that no. <laughs> don't question it. <laughs> he he gets an order of like he gets an order of a hamburger and a bowl of dirt. <laughs> and a spoon feeding the diglet. I mean, yeah. Cameron and Ashley are just standing off to the side. They're not eating. Do they ever eat? Um, do we want to get anything, Vess? Yes, I just get whatever simple meal they have. I'm not going anything extravagant. It's get the BLT. <laughs> you got a cream of fungus? Yes. I'll get. Um, Would you like to upgrade that to a Moonga size, sir? Yes. <laughs> Gotta have it. Um, I'll get like chicken burger. Hmm. A. It's a tor chicken burger. Yeah, yeah it's a, a tor chicken burger. <laughs> teriyaki tor check. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Surprise! Not a lot of other places do teriyaki chicken burgers. So, leaning super close because I don't know if they're listening in on us, but um, Mikhail and I went into the secret projects lab. What? <laughs> you can speak. You can stage whisper. <laughs> yeah, stage whisper. Okay, so Mikhail and I went into the secret projects lab, and um, we found that they have been type and move shifting Pokemon. So like. Um, <laughs> Zubats, um, Zubats that can swarm like wishy washy. Whoa, Zubat. Yeah, and a what was the one with the mummy move? A Luxray. A Luxray that can do the mummy move that Copa oh, Grigus uh, has. Uh, the ability. Mummy. Yeah, yeah, the ability mummy. Oh, oh yeah, I've heard, I've read about that. Yeah. And like giant like rideable size wormpole. What? That's a <laughs> big bug. That's a big wormpole. Yeah. Is. And um there was this one uh one space that they had that was empty, glass was shattered, and there was caution tape over it. Experiment sixty one, so I don't know. I got YouTube vibes. Hmm. Like, I hope it isn't anything like that, but like... Do I know about the Mewtwo incident? <laughs> uh, I'm using Pokemon Education. I assume Pokemon Education would be this. Uh, 12. I mean, Pokemon Education would mean you know what Mewtwo oh. is. Uh, general Education would be like a history check. Oh, okay. Check. Yeah. Right. General Education is. I'll do one, too. So, Gabe, you don't know, but Julian, you do. Mewtwo instant. Jeez, that's kind of rough. Yeah. Like, it got pretty bad. You ever wonder why Lieutenant Surge ended up in Kanto in the first place? Uh, not exactly why. So, I'm not entirely... 
up on the whole political situation that happened in Canada. But yeah, uh, there were a lot of backers into the Me Too experiment, not just Giovanni. And when Me Too escaped, it got so bad that you need that they needed to call in um, help from Unova. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Things got real rough. Um, that's. I've always had this weird feeling about logos. Like, as, as far as they have done, they have been clean and good. But there are some people who they just don't have that enough of a moral fiber to know when to stop. I, I've also understandably have had that feeling too. Like it reminded me a little bit a lot about the Aether Foundation. And initially, like it came across, oh, they're doing good. Yeah. They're, they're not doing anything bad, but their Lusamine had other Other ideas. plans. So, I've, yeah, it, it's, uh... Yeah, like, I took some pictures and all that. I think we should start looking into, maybe not the field guides, um, guys, um, let's look into who started this organization and who they hired. Ava Logos? Yeah. The lady we saw at the beginning? Yeah. Hmm. But also that first guy that we saw, who was going to give us the got a tour and then had to jack off on science <laughs> <laughs> you know polyworld is the 61st pokemon <laughs> well, that makes, yeah yeah people vote that that is right yeah like i could just Experiment be polyworld i could they just be compl- more huggable i could just be like <laughs> more paranoid than i'm than i really should be but like <laughs> It could be a polytoad. All, all bay the hypno polytoad. <laughs> Maybe a psychic type. Yeah. Like I could just be way too paranoid, but. Yeah, I understand with like incidents like that in the past, but it wasn't that role ran by a sinister organization that was kind of headed up by Team Rocket. Team Rocket was part of it. There was a couple more players involved. Hmm. let's just say that the powers that be in Kanto weren't on the up and up at the time let's tell Damien this next time we see him yeah and what does Damien appear behind us or (laughs) oh no that would raise so many questions yeah (laughs) you have his number though shoot him a message yeah do you know yeah we're on airplane mode. We can't do oh, that. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I even forgot that. Thank you. <laughs> okay. When we get back... Let's get off his island now. Yeah. Uh, so you go downstairs. You ride the boat home. You get back to Cantalave. Uh Nicole bids you adieu. Bye! She, she, she was a bidoof. She bids you bidoof. <laughs> After all, she, she was on her way to Hearthome to fight the gym there. And so she climbs onto her Star Raptor and she just flies away. Cool. And now that you're back in Canalave, you can send a message to Damien. Oh, we can probably go see him. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, do you know anything about Logos Experiment 61? I know that they've been doing experiments, but I wouldn't be able to tell you exactly what number 61 is. Um, 
I describe what I saw to him. He sent the pictures too? Yeah. Well, all of this is very fascinating. Not necessarily nefarious, but I will certainly keep it in mind as I pursue the rest of this investigation. Thank you for your assistance. You're welcome. All right. So, where's uh, Mikhail? <laughs> Mikhail is still there with you. Okay. <laughs> so, um, I guess we're going to... Me and the guys are probably going to head out to Jubilife soon. Um, where are you off to? Oh, well, uh, I actually happen to be heading to Jubilife as well. Oh. All right. <laughs> but, uh, uh, right Flaps on what roof of cart. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you want me to climb in there and you're going to pull me like I'm ten years old? No, this is how we go around the country. Like, it's oh, a wagon. The wagon. Oh, okay, I, I suppose that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> like, this is multi-person side. Look at all these cool rocks, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pearl holds one up. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, how fascinating. And he, like, he turns, like, he leans in close to see it, and she, like, pulls it close and starts to nod at it. Oh, my, my mistake. I apologize. Yeah, that's basically her food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I pop out Belly and hook him up and all that. Yeah, you've probably been in there for a bit too long. I like you with, like, the boat ride. Yeah, that's true. Give him what happened on the Whale Lord. <laughs> yeah, so I guess we all hop in and... Onward to Jubilife! To Jubilife. To Jubilife. To Jubilife! Pokemon Adventures in the Millennium is a super fun network podcast and an affiliate of the Pokecasters Network. To stay updated on other SFN shows, follow us on Twitter at RealSFN, and follow the Pokemon Twitter at PKMN underscore Millennium, and support us on Patreon at Patreon.com slash SuperFunNetwork. You can follow Tanner at SparkyUpstart, Lindsay at LindsayM476, Ryan at VagabondHaunted, and Duncan at Cloudhead Duncan. <laughs>